been one of those days. Are you, are you pouring yourself a stiff drink, Jim? I don't know about stiff. It's it's cheap pharmacy store wine. Um, rest assured, listener, it won't be a repeat of, next, of last week. No, um, you... You, you bought some some wine from a place that is designed to numb pain, so that that'll be a good <laughs> good time, I'm sure. Yeah, it's um, just been it's been a day. I mean, I'll 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 describe it. I got up this morning, full of beans, ready to do some work. Uh, decided to there was a game I saw yesterday that I thought, oh, that'll make a good like Jim Impressions video. Let's let's play that and do a little video, and it was called Skynet. And then a whole bunch of other fucking words. Uh, some first-person shooter on early access. Um, more interested in recording my desktop than the game. Uh, my recording software just decided that was a better thing to do than record the game, was to just record mm. my desktop. So that Is that was... not what you intended to do, Jim? I usually just record my <laughs> desktop doing nothing for an hour. Mm. Um. You know, usually that's what we all like to do, but I thought I'd, I'd try something a little more experimental, a little more avant-garde, and actually record the game. But my software wasn't having any of it. Um, I think it was the game itself. The game, it's, Some games just don't play well with different recording software, uh, and that one just didn't want to play. Um, it was a shit game anyway, don't bother with it. Then I tried to play... Have you Actually, Jim, have you been... Mm? F- and Laura, actually, have you guys been finding shadow play more and more useless as time goes on? It doesn't oh, seem I to abandoned. work with anything for me. I've I not been using it for a while. Play. It, yeah. started, um, it started recording everything stuttery, yeah. and I found out I had, th- I had shadow play saving files to the same disk that the games were on, which, you know... It, it's a resource balancing thing, and it just leads mm. to the recordings wrapping out. So I moved things around, and that only fixed it. Like I want to say, it got half better, but was still yeah. choppy as hell. Um, nothing like the more they update it, the worse it seems to get. So I got rid of that, and I stick with. And I know I'm going to get shit from it because people always have their preferred fucking recording software, and they're going to why are you using that? Why don't you use this? Um, but I use Bandicam for the most part. Just cause out of and I've tried them all, you know. I've tried OBS, I've tried Fraps, I've tried like Shadow Play, I've tried all the all the known ones. Dxtory and... was really reliable for a while, mm-hmm. but nowadays I find less so. It just seems That's to it. crash yeah. a lot of games. I tend to use either Bandicam or XSplit broadcast, uh, like Gamescaster. But like, mm. no matter how which one you pick over time something will go wrong with it and you have to switch to something yeah. else like i i use a multitude of stuff like today i was using loy loylo recorder loylo game recorder Never even because heard of that. it it's it's a small one that's free and it makes huge video files but it sometimes will record games that other recording software just doesn't want to record it's mm. it's my fallback for like visual novels that like right, bandicam yeah. just doesn't want to register mm. Yeah, I had better luck with There's so much recording software. Like, I've never had a game that Fraps didn't I've had... You've clearly not been playing enough, like, indie visual novels. (laughs) There's a bunch of individual (laughs) novels that Fraps just doesn't recognise them as games. Because, basically, if there's not, like, video happening, if it's still images, it doesn't recognise it as a game. That's not a video game, Laura. (laughs) Exactly! Fraps Fraps tells me the indie stuff... They're reading simulators. Fraps always <laughs> fucked games up for me. Like it would always mess with their frame rates and everything. Um, so I, I've, I've never had joy with Fraps. Bandicam I stick with because Bandicam I've used for several years as a backup for Shadowplay initially, and 
every time I've updated it, it has actually made the software better instead of significantly worse. Mm. Um, to the point where the last update I put on it, it was starting to be able to record games where previously it couldn't. Um, like that problem Laura mentioned with the visual novels, there are some games Bandicam just won't recognise. And further updates have got it to recognise more stuff. Almost like it's learning, like Skynet. Not the shit Skynet I played, I'm talking about Terminator. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I use Bandicam, whatever. People get mad at that if they want. Uh, it works for me, mostly. Mm. Except today when it recorded my desktop. Uh, mostly because it didn't recognise the game as a game to record, so I, I recorded my screen, which usually works, but this time it recorded half the game and then suddenly just switched to recording my desktop. Fair enough. So I played Krampus, Krampus instead. Um, I'm fascinated by Krampus as an entity, as a, as a bit of folklore. Um, and this was another also ran first-person horror game on Steam. Um, the video was quite funny. It was going really amusingly. I was making some great observational gags. Uh, then I fell through the floor at one point, and then the game just crashed. And that just corrupted the recording because I didn't get to save the recording properly before it crashed. So that was ruined. And then the third game I tried to play was a game called Something Origin. It was another fucking horror game. One of the worst horror games I've ever played, actually. I'm going to have to re-record it again because that needs to be uh, memorialised. And that one um, just decided that half of the audio I recorded just I didn't need that. I say half, I got three minutes of salvageable audio and the rest was silence. Um, that was about the time that I picked up my keyboard and smashed it against the desk with such force that all the keys <laughs> flew off it like an amazing firework display. Like, it was actually really pretty, the way they flew up. Um, but that's why I went and got a new keyboard today. I think I have anger management problems, uh, if I'm being honest. I, I, think, I think might that's... need to see a person. Yeah. I've been I've like, been doing that and I I recommend it. It's a good idea. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. You said, you've said before you uh, you recommend it. I might have to look into it because I'm. Thank fuck! It's it's an internalized thing. Um, you speaking know, like of, I don't lash out at others, but I do break my shit and hurt myself. Speaking sometimes. of, this week is the one year anniversary since I stopped getting angry on Twitter. Nice. Yeah. There hasn't been one outburst, there hasn't been one angry rant, and there hasn't been one fight. <laughs> I'm very proud Good of man. that. <laughs> mm. So that was I... a bright and breezy start to the show. Um, mm. I know some people don't like it when they start a bit downer. I hope I made the downer entertaining Seven minutes in, we haven't delivery. mentioned video games. Someone, someone's going to be annoyed out there. Well, I was how, about how... to say I I was about to say well I just mentioned three Skynet, yeah. Krampus, and Origin, but then I realised like classifying them as video games or at least video games people <laughs> care about is being way too generous so you are right uh, let's talk about video games first of all i'm jim sterling this is podquisition i'm joined today by laura kate hello laura how are you i'm pretty good today i've been recording videos of myself playing a video game that are going up on the internet where i do bdsm with a red-headed lady so Beautiful. that's gonna be that's gonna be fun the uh the editing required to make that available on YouTube. That, that's <laughs> been taking some work. Um, and I'm currently chilling down with a lovely can of dragon soup, which is 8% uh, alcohol by volume. 
but also 45 milligrams of caffeine per 100 mil. That sounds like <laughs> something you get in a Skyrim mod. It, it's basically like Dragon as soup. close as you can get in the UK to like original recipe for loco that sent people a little bit mad. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm drinking today because someone found me several cans of dragon soup. So thank you, George, for this Good bizarre stuff. concoction. And I'm currently getting drunk and editing videos about BDSM. So I'm having an all right day. How are you? Every every time you say dragon soup, I get like an image in my head of a blue haired Dovahkin over a cooking pot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it's kind of like that, except with a lot more like drunkenness, hyperactivity and probably some crying. So (laughs) if you throw all that into the picture, that's probably me today. I just realised that since I'm never... Since I'm never touching the HTC Vibe again, because it's a piece of shit, I don't have to keep all this shit plugged in anymore, and I don't have to keep these sensor bars on my um, display cabinet next to all my lovely toys. So, the day's looking up. I'm pulling wires out like I'm killing a robot, and it feels so fucking good. Pull this. Ah! It's stuck! Wire's stuck. uh, I'll give you the number for my therapist after this episode, Jim. Don't mind me. Um, talk, Gavin. How? Tell everyone how you've been while I pull at wires. I've been pretty good. I've been working very, very hard, but I'm, I'm good. Okay, you're gonna have to make it a bit longer than that. I'm still pulling wires. <sighs> I don't want to talk about <laughs> myself, Laura. You, you say something. Uh, it's right. Words. I'm, I'm drinking. I'm I don't have time to be saying words. I'm trying to get drunk on dragon soup. I'm good. We can't have two drunk episodes in a, in a row. People will think we have problems. No. Some um, people uh, actually were, were not happy with that uh, episode it last was, week. It was a mixed Other people reaction. were very happy with, the, with it. Yeah. It was a love hate episode. Some people really enjoyed the kind of. I was going to say party atmosphere, but it's not. It's kind of a, a Jim Jones style party, if anything. Um, but some it, people enjoyed the ribaldry; others didn't. It's it's a beautiful mess. It is something gorgeous and lovely in in whatever it was. So I had a lot of fun, and that's all that matters. Because screw everyone else, as long as we're having fun. <laughs> I enjoyed Forget it. Audiences. <laughs> I thought it was so, a fun episode, but I do. Yeah. I I appreciate that some people come to the show for. Uh, very particular style a very particular thing so this is why i'm busting my fucking ass at the end of the month to do two gymquisition episodes that are running um back to back let's say back to back one will be on sunday one will be on monday um because i'm working on a kind of a spin-off halloween episode that is very unlike other episodes and i know how people get about that sometimes so if I provide a normal Jimquisition on the Sunday, even though that will still be pretty Halloween-themed, then no one can complain. Ideally. In, in a perfect world, no one can complain. But that's something to look forward to at the end of the month, uh, Jimquisition fans, which I'm assuming some of you listening are. Um, I mean, it'd be weird if you weren't. But yeah, two Jimquisitions at the end of the month. We're talking the Monday, which is Halloween, and the Sunday before that, which is not Halloween. So, think about that. Yeah. Anyway, should we talk about some video game news? Because we've not done that yet. 
Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, you know how the you know how the first Titanfall came out on Xbox One exclusively, and the sequel is coming to like everything. It's coming to the PS4 as well as the just the Xbox like the first one, one should have. Wasn't yeah. Titanfall For, just on like the PC first one should have, well. Yeah. Oh, it was on PC, but it was console exclusive. It was to on Xbox Origin, one. so it doesn't count. <laughs> the the point is, it never came to PS4, but yeah. the sequel's coming to PS4. Uh, in the ramp up to the sequel coming out, people have been asking, "Hey, so the first Titanfall? Yeah, if I want to play that, can I play that on PS4, please?" And the answer from Respawn is, "Nope, never coming to PS4. Don't hold your breath for it. It ain't never happening." Well, it's not I mean, like that's... you're missing an epic first part of a trilogy. No, that's yeah. true. No. But at the same time, like you aren't going to miss anything story-wise because the first Titanfall. It had I mean, no story. You. It, it did? There was some bit in one match I was playing where some dude died heroically in the background on the radio. That was fun. That was hilarious. I was like, yeah, what some the dude fuck giving just his happened? Life? Like, me and my buddy were just, like, you know, doing spinny yeah. circles and some guy in the background is dead. <laughs> it was a good... It was a good representation of what it's like to be just some soldier in a battle. Like, not any of the guys actually invested in the fight... But to be just rank and file soldiery, watching more important people do more important things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're not really miss- missing anything story wise, but it is also a bit of a. just a bit cheeky to be all. Yeah, this game that. because we valued money, we valued Microsoft's money more than your experiences as a customer, um, you are never getting this. Do please buy the sequel and give us money, please. The first yeah, one just, really didn't do all that great after its initial launch. No one really talks about it anymore. Hmm. Can we have it, some it's, money? It's one of those weird things where, like, even though there is nothing you're really missing by not playing the first one, it still feels very odd to pick up such and such two and have not played the first one. Like, and I know that we, you know, there, there are examples of that where it's like, oh, well, people don't say you have to play the first GTAs to jump into GTA Five or whatever. But it still feels weird when it's, hey, it's such and such a game too, and you know that the first one came out like a few years ago, and you can't yeah. play it. And and if you are someone who you know only has the one console and might not be fucking rolling in it to where you can just buy another one, um. It is a little odd to have someone sell you something when you know there's another thing they did that they literally don't want to sell you. Because that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Like, yeah, sure, they may have signed a deal so that legally they can't, but they still signed that deal. The deal that Mm. says, whatever it is we got for this exclusivity, it was more important to us than you buying a game from us. Now please buy this new game. Like, it's inherently cheeky. Well, here's the thing. In hindsight, I'm kind of glad, given this situation, that the first Titanfall didn't have a very like any kind of real story mode. In that, the fact that like PS4 players won't be able to play it before playing the sequel isn't quite so bad. Knowing oh, that yeah. I mean, you know there was no real story. Let's face it. the The reason why they're so confidently bullish about it never coming to PS4 is because they know there's nothing of value being lost. I just mm. want them to admit it. I just want Respawn oh, they to never admit will. it. They I never just want them will. to say, look, this is never coming to PS4, but don't worry, there's nothing you need in it. Nothing. Because ideally so, the second one will 
have that multiplayer mode with improvements. That, that, it, improvements? that was all the first game was. Yeah. And also it's got a story campaign, like a proper story campaign as well. So mm. for all intents and purposes, this is kind of going to be the first Titanfall. Like the other one is almost like a, I don't know what, the, like a pilot episode almost. Yeah. Um, before the series oh, is commissioned. Oh, the puns, the puns. Oh, that's actually uh, quite good. Uh, I didn't mean to do that, but I'm, I'm going to remember that for if I do a Jimquisition on this. I'll present this, because let's face it, like less than a third of people who watch the Jimquisition listen to this. So for a whole bunch of people, that's going to look really deliberate if I do it in a video. Yeah. yeah. Um, so other news we had this week, and this is probably the big bit of news we got this week. You know how for ages people have been saying Red Dead 2 Redem- uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 announcement is coming any day now, and they've been saying this since like before E3. Mm-hmm. They were it, right. It, it happened, and a, a section of the internet got really upset because they're like, well, it shouldn't be Red Dead Redemption 2, it should be Red Dead and a different subtitle because I... Red Dead Revolver was the first one, so it's actually the third Red Dead. That was so much of the internet this week. Ugh. I've got to, honestly, though, I've got to back them up to some degree. Oh, I'll, I'll back them up, but, like, the the air of arrogance with which it was being said was just irritating. Here's where I'm coming from with it. I think it's sad that they're calling it Red Dead Redemption 2 from a from a creative aspect because it reminds me of how porn used to have really clever, well, not really clever, but at least funny uh, pun-based parody titles when they mm. did parodies. You know, Shaving Ryan's Privates, Jurassic Pork, <laughs> all those classics, you know? Um, mm. They never did my one. I wanted to do a um, two zombie-themed ones. One was called Night of the Giving Head, which I thought was a fantastic title. No one ever decided to do that one. And um, a gay porn, gay zombie porn, called Masturbate Gays Later, which I also thought was fucking brilliant. No one ever took me up on that. But nowadays... Mm-hmm. Possibly because of, um, you know, search engine optimization or just trying to get more attention or whatever. Um, they don't come up with the clever stuff anymore. It's, you know, The Office, a triple X porn parody. Or yeah, which, recently which is why... they had Overwatch, a, well, they called it, no, they called it Oversnatch. They called it Oversnatch, but I was not about the, to say not that. not the best pun ever, have, we have to. It's well, no, not Overcrotch the best was pun, obviously but... better. Yeah, um, Oversnatch at least was them trying. Yeah, but most mm. of them don't do that anymore. Like, Oversnatch was almost a throwback to the 90s, uh, whereas these days it is things like, I don't know, Nightmare on Elm Street, a triple X porn parody, I'm sure there's one of those. Um... <laughs> They could have said Nightmare on Helmet Street or something. I mean, that's not good, but it's something. Um, mm. But anyway, my point is, is that... What what could they call type... a Red Dead porn parody? Uh, Red, Red Dead... Dead Penetration. Bed, bed, Head and Tension. Bed, Head and Erection. I, Red Bed, Dead Head, Erection. Bed, Head, Erection. Bed, Head, Penetration. Bed, Head, Erection. Um, I was thinking of video game porn titles. Oh, Red the first Head one Erection. To... There we go. <laughs> the, the first one that came to mind was Gears of War. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I like, Actually, I like there was one. a Gears of War. There was a website. There was a Gears of War. I got into an argument with my editor-in-chief, um, Nick Chester, who's now at... Um, 
where is he now? He was at Harmonix, but I think he's epic now, maybe. But anyway, he was editor-in-chief of Destructoid at the time, and we got into a big argument um, about whether or not I should do a news story on the website Gears of War, which was just <laughs> people having sex, holding a fucking Lancer gun every now and then. <laughs> um, and he was like, no we shouldn't cover this, it's not news, it's CD. it's everything. And mm. I was like, but it's also really funny and it will be the most viewed thing we do today. Um, mm. I you, think you someone should have... make um, someone should make Queers of War and you could have a story about like how two big burly slabs of man meat discover through their hardships in war that they have a taste for big burly slabs of man meat. I, I want a parody of Pong that's just called Dong. Dong. And, yep, yep, and it's yep. two Dongs moving up and down, bashing against each other, you know, they're firing stuff at each other that's probably semen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could go with I don't know, what else is there? Um, instead of Cubit, I would like Pubit. <laughs> uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, you could have White, uh, Rise of the Womb Raider. Womb Raider, we, we, that's we, a classic. We, we covered like, that, that one, one already, yeah. In a previous uh, episode. Um, what else is there? What, what have we got coming out? Uh, coming out? Final Fantasy. Well, that speaks for itself. Dishonor um, 2 is coming. I think we already... Did we piss on her? I think was what we did for Dishonored. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, anyway, the point, the point I'm trying um, to make is... This I'm, is like well, Ross Noble. I, okay, is. I have one more. Uncharted mm. 4, A Thief's Bellend. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> right, so the point I'm saying is there's been this I don't want to use the phrase dumbing Cunt down because that for. phrase is uh, <laughs> oh There's <been> this <laughs> dumbing down <laughs> Yes, bulls out for um, Right, so there's been this shift out of originality especially for sequels Like, if Alien was released you know, when it was, and there wasn't ever a sequel. The sequel these days wouldn't have been called Aliens. They'd have just called it Alien 2. Um, th that's the kind of thing I'm driving at. No one comes up with yeah. nuance with sequels because they're so desperate for brand recognition now. That's what it all comes down to. It's well, brand recognition. It has to be the same title as last time, whack a number on the end. Well, so it's his... not Red I don't know, Dead I kind of prefer that to like every game being called Revelations and Origins mm. and Well, here's, True, here's what but... here's what I'll say. I never played Red Dead Revolver. I had to look up at some point this week like, "Oh, was Red Dead Revolver the same series?" I just assumed it was coincidentally sim like uh similar names. I think there's a lot of people who don't know that Red Dead Revolver was a same universe kind of prequel mm -hmm. to Red Dead Redemption. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're directly continuing the story of Red Dead Redemption, I hope like, they don't. Not, there's not enough there's not enough brand recognition to say the Red Dead bit instantly means yes, they're parts of a series, because people didn't make that would, connection with Revolver. I would um, say um, that I, I would I, say that with Revolver. I would say Revolver clearly it wasn't until Red Dead Redemption that that game property really exploded and then mm. everyone knew what Red Dead was but I feel at this point with the way Rockstar handles things as well Red Dead something else would work way better now than it did when they went from Revolver to Redemption the the thing that is though like from a sheer marketing perspective you can't argue with the fact that it will sell better as Red Dead Redemption 2 like that is the undeniable right. if you yeah. if you call it the sequel to that game you played and it 
it's a game that features the same characters, why not just use the number if it's the direct continuation of that story? I don't see yeah. where that's necessarily a problem. I, what I'd bothers me that, is that it... I need to see the evidence of that that isn't found in focus tests, which are like extremely biased toward the conclusion that a company already wants. I think uh, there's again, enough the fact, brand the fact name that now I in d- Red Dead as a thing, and Rockstar has enough hype behind it as a company. Like they do things unlike any other company when it comes to PR. They don't have to talk to games press ever. Those they do talk to, they talk to through just sheer good grace. Uh, they talk to fucking Colbert if they want to talk about their game. They'll talk to Time Magazine or something if they want to talk about their game. These guys command marketing. And if they'd have called it Red Dead something else in this day and age, I don't think they'd suffer at all. They could have got away with it, very certainly. But again, if you're making a direct sequel to a game, it's very tempting to say, hey, it's the direct sequel to to that game. And to make that visibly obvious in its title. Yeah, let me just, like, I don't... Yeah, yeah, let me just make a quick... (laughs) I'm sorry, Gav. I'll just make a quick um, rebuttal, then we'll go straight to you. Um, I don't disagree with the motive. I understand the logic. I see the logic. The logic's there. Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, it's self-explanatory. It does the trick. I just think it's sad. I just think it's sad that originality in sequel Mm. naming conventions has died out. Um, I just think it's a shame. Um, and I do understand that people are a little bit let down by that. Sorry, Gavin. So, please talk. I was just going to say, I really hope it's not a direct sequel. And I hope it's a brand new protagonist that we haven't met um, before. And anyone, we'll know who's it's played, a bloke. Any, anyone who's played the first game will know why I say that. I, While I agree with you, that silhouette looks an awful lot like the character from the first one. It and it's like called him, Red yeah. Dead Redemption 2. So I think, like, at this point, I'm already assuming it's a, a direct sequel. Like, that's the impression I get from the marketing Ugh. so far. Um, work work bits, you damn nag. Um, other bits of info we know. It's going to be packaged in with Red Dead Online, seems to be the case. So basically GTA Online, but for Red Dead Redemption. Right, um, fair enough. So that's going to be a big thing. It's coming to Xbox One and PS4. It's not announced for PC. <gasps> Which, that's kind of a surprise to me Because they brought GTA 5 to PC Like a year And from later. what I it was, they was knocked it a it out year the later or was it, did, was it I, I thought it was closer than that But they did it bring it to while. PC And it did very well on PC And yeah. it was it and was flat out Like a hugely superior version to, Oh to, yeah, they, to they even, pushed the yeah. boat Even superior to the updated New gen versions mm. It was much so, better are Which was poss- still impressive, the, yeah. the new gen redos they did. Mm-hmm. Like, whereas everyone else has just kind of upscaled it a bit, yeah. or in some cases, like Activision just didn't even bother changing things. I was so impressed. Like, it had new music in it. It had that horrible first person thing that I don't talk about. It had a whole <laughs> bunch of gameplay improvements. Are, are we maybe You'd assuming... say what you like about Rockstar, but they push the boat out when it comes to... The- Production value. Yeah. yeah. In that case, are we maybe going to assume that like there is a PC version of Red Dead and Red Dead Two may be coming, but it will probably be late. No. Is that a thing? I'm or not because going to assume. <laughs> with... It's a it's <laughs> a possibility. Let's not assume, especially with Rockstar. Let's not assume too yeah. much. Well, but the only thing you can assume is what people are assuming, which is that release date. 
might not be true when it comes um, down to it and a delay has to happen. Yeah, I yeah, think we so can safely say it's going to get delayed. Yeah. What, what Did they announce a release date? It was like, say was something it, about it. November 2017 or something? Like, like late 2017, I know for sure, but I think well, a month was given. Yeah, I, I, I've definitely heard November mentioned. Like, here's the thing. If, if like you suggested, Jim, they had made this Red Dead with a different, like, subtitle on the end, I think Red that would Red Dead Recidivist. Yeah, I think Red Dead Recidivist would have been more likely to get a PC port than Red Dead Redemption 2, just because if they want to do it right, they're going to have to bring a decent port of Red Dead to PC as well as Red Dead 2, and that becomes a lot more work, and that might just be why they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know. Um, something tells me, or maybe our dreams will come true, version. and they'll do. Uh, they'll release them both together in a super PC, awesome pack. I, with both, both I, games. I wish, but when it hasn't been announced at the launch of the game, I'm go. not. I'm not holding hope for that. Um, it's also not announced for the NX, which a bunch of people have been being like, oh, "Does that mean it's not going to be a comparative power console, or does that surprised. just, or does it just mean that the NX hasn't actually been announced yet, and it's probably not a surprise it could that be, games it could aren't be any being announced?" Number of things. It could be power. It could, it, you know, it could be technical power. It could, it could be just be that that Rockstar don't have a good working relationship with Nintendo, which is evident well, in the past. Yeah, they don't really care about Nintendo very much. Um, you know, they did Rockstar Table Tennis, though. Pachow, pachow, on the way. That, pachow. That, that, they, that joke they got old do. after about ten minutes this week. Oh, all the people photoshopping, yeah. like, silhouettes of ping-pong paddles. Um, so, yeah, like, by the time this episode goes up, we will probably have already seen there's apparently a trailer that for trailer. Red Dead 2. That oh, I get I to do th- one of my Oh My God Hype videos. I always yeah. forget when a new trailer comes out that I have a series of trailer reactions that I've I just done, forget about. Yeah, I, I did one Red of Dead those with... I, I did one of those once with Joe Parlock at Let's Play Video Games for uh, the Fallout 4 trailer, and I've completely forgotten that that's a thing I can do ever since. Yeah. So, people enjoy them. Like, I, I like yeah. doing them because so many people, like, their aim is to watch it and scream mm. and, and play into the whole hype thing. And I like to just sit there and very quietly just look at it and say, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you uh-huh. know what's funny? Um, I discovered recently that... that um, Reaction videos exist for music as well. Like, oh, people yeah, yeah. watch Everything. a video of a person sitting listening to a song and reacting to it. Yeah, yes. the reaction videos exist Such for an odd everything. Concept to me. <laughs> you put react in your video title and it's, it's money. Yeah, mm. and it's very easy content to farm out because you literally just. Re- like the people who do it badly literally just republish someone else's content occasionally chuckling over it yeah, like for all the like... problems with for all the problems with the fine brothers stuff they at least put work into like cutting and editing so that you don't see the whole piece of content they found that a you... decent edge for what they do yeah, yeah like that they're, that they're like cutting between like the decent reactions and putting it together in a well presented way mm. like that's more work than i am watching the entire song start to finish occasionally smiling and chuckling yeah, but no one works as hard as I do when I compile um, various themed green light trailers and react to them live on, like with a face cam and everything. I've done. I did it for BMC, this awful fucking um, French Canadian studio. Um, I'm gonna do it again, I think, for all of the Trump games that tried to get greenlit this uh, year. Oh yeah, that's gonna be horrific. 
That's going, that's going to have a pleasant uh, comment section. It's going to have a great comment section. It's going to have a <laughs> tremendous comment. The best comment section. Well, I would tell you, like, I get the best comment sections. And <laughs> a lot of people I know, friends I know, influential friends, um, ask Total Biscuit, you know, ask Angry Joe. And uh, they'll tell you I have the best comment sections. Tremendous, tremendous comment sections. So here's one thing I'll suggest. Perhaps wait until we know whether Trump's president or not to make that video. Because if you make that video once Trump's president, he might arrest you. Like, that seems like a thing Trump would do. So, like, make make sure that Trump do- isn't going to have any power before you do it, perhaps. Um, I wouldn't say anything that would piss him off. I mean, I might point out that he's an orange-haired genital invader, but he's he said <gasps> oh, no! that himself. Jim, he's you're going to go. get arrested now, Jim. Uh, that's, um, that's reported speech. That ain't even me saying it. Yeah. Um... Other news we had this week, um, they put up a a demo ahead of the launch of that new Pokemon game, just like a couple of hours long. Here's like, oh, here's a taste of what to expect from Pokemon Sun and Moon. People data mined it. The entire Pokedex for the game has has leaked from this demo. So they've accidentally shown the internet images of every single Pokemon from the game, pretty much. Um, Oh, Nintendo. I I don't want to get spoiled, so I've not looked too closely. Um, It might not be everyone, but it's certainly a bunch. And I've seen it described as the full Pokedex. Um, Apparently people people are... Sorry, go Why on. would they want to do that to themselves? Because for me, I, and I'm guessing, I'm going to guess that this is your reasoning as well for mm. not spoiling it. For me, a big joy of playing a new Pokemon game is that, holy shit, what the fuck is that when exactly. a new one turns up? I want to see it's the not, new stuff. That's, that's, that's the joy of many games, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I haven't Dark watched Souls, a single um, gameplay video for Dishonored. Because I'm actually I, looking forward to it. Yeah, I watched one gameplay trailer for Pokemon Sun and Moon. Was like, oh, that looks cool. I know that they're shaking up how the gym battles work a bit, and that's all I really know. Um, yeah, but my suspicion you've done like you've done it wrong. If you, the if you go into a new Pokemon game and you know more than just the three starting Pokemon, yeah, you've well, like, done there, it wrong. There are there are use cases I've seen people arguing where I'm like, okay, I can get behind that. Um, even if I don't want to do it myself. And that's people who are like, all I did was looked at the final evolutions for each of the three starters, because I want to know yeah. how cool my starter's going to be before I commit. That I, yeah, can, I, I can, I can, you know, say, yeah, that's cool. I did see someone but, tweet, like, they were interested in one of the starters, then they saw what it would turn into, and they were like, mm-mm, not, I, I, not for me, thanks. Okay, I, I don't a, know I the answer. I have a question to... for you about Pokemon, yeah. guys. Can you finish the games with a starter Pokemon, or is it, not oh, compatible yeah. unless you get all of the No, you ones. can just you could just take one starter Pokemon, never evolve it, level it up in like very very highly and beat the game with it okay. if you wanted. Tough. It um, would be tough. I've seen I mean basically like, yeah. all you need to get through like efficiently is try and find get your starter, try and find five more Hope you know, preferably different types, so that that rock paper scissors kind of thing. You've you, you got your bases covered, um, and that's it. You don't have to collect every single one. No, um, but generally, I wait until I get an Ekans and consider the game won because <laughs> I've, I've just got the best Pokemon. I don't need to do any more. I I like going through trying to get all of the ones that I can catch in that particular version of the game. I don't try and do a full Pokedex across all of the games, but I quite like trying to hunt down everyone that's in that version. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I have you I have do... you guys? Did you find all of the Pokemon's in the 
the one that came out this year. What Pokemon Go? Yeah. Did you, uh, collect, the, did you collect them all as the? Uh, I installed that fucker the moment uh, I did the review. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't finished my Pokedex yet, but I'm getting there. I'm 123 out of 151. Um, there's a couple that are region exclusive. There's one that's exclusive to Asia, which I'm hoping to get on my layover on the way to Pax Australia. And there's an Australia exclusive one that I'm hoping to get while in Australia. So, wow! Like, so I'm you ho- can't actually collect them all unless you like fly to different countries you you can there are eggs and if you're lucky eggs can hatch those reason region exclusive ones so if you're not traveling to other countries you just have to hope and pray that you're lucky with a high level egg that would be um, fucking ludicrous wouldn't it if you could only get them by going to that country yeah no like they're they're just incredibly hard to get from take a ten kilometer egg, so you yeah. just have to hatch a bunch of them. But I I was in America for Gamer X and I caught my Tauros, which is the North America exclusive. I'm working really? there. Yeah, Tauroses are everywhere. They're garbage. Yeah, they're 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 the North America exclusive. Is Tauros oh, uh, garbage? Europe, we get Mister Mime. Um, oh, what I'd say, I'd prefer that. Mister Mime is a <laughs> fucked up looking pervert who probably you know would touch yeah. you inappropriately. <laughs> Who would who would probably do a trump on you, and 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 you can't he's, get he's him here. Right. Uh, he's better than Taurus, in, which is in, just a bull. In America, you can only get him from a ten k egg. Um, yeah, I I whatever. think Asia is far fetched, and 10K I think Kangaskhan is Australia. I think that's how it goes. No, I don't but care about those. You ones. can still get him from ten k eggs, so that's not the end of the world. But I'm hoping to get is them a ten k egg a new thing. No, they're a thing that's been in. You know the eggs you can incubate. Yeah. Uh, you know that you have to walk a certain distance for them. Yep. The most common ones are two kilometers. Sometimes yep. you'll get five kilometers. Oh, the rarest one is ten. Sorry, yeah, ten ten k for ten kilometer. When I hear ten um, k, like my mind instantly thought like it was spelled T E N K E I or something, and it oh, was like it meant something. No, sorry, ten kilometer eggs. Gotcha, like the, gotcha. The top end eggs. Um, yeah, it makes you, sense now. You can get the region exclusives from a ten kilometer egg. Um, but yeah. Point being, wow, Mr. Mime really does look like a person who commits right? lewd, lewd crimes. He's on a list somewhere. Yeah. There are certain websites he's not allowed to go near. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so the Pokemon demo leaking all of the Pokemon. Again, I agree with Jim. It feels like a huge... like if, if you're going in and reading the full Pokedex before you've even played the game... That feels like a huge letdown. Like, wouldn't that be a big letdown? I don't know. Um, mm. I got asked if I wanted to cover the news, and I was like, nah, someone else can do it. I don't want to have to look at the Pokemon that yeah. I want to s- be surprised about, by. There's a lot about Pokemon players that I don't understand. Not all of them. Certain Pokemon players. Um, the one that gets me the most is... And I'm not going to say they're wrong, because enjoy the game how you want to enjoy the game. i just say I don't understand it. Um... You get those ones that all they care about is getting the top tier Pokemon. Like, mm. I just want the ones that are the best for tournament play or what have you and everything. Um, and some of them do it to the point where, because I've tried to do it before, I've tried to look at, at how to play it that way, where you start needing spreadsheets to work out, like, how am I going to manipulate these hidden stats and how am I going to bump up these stats? And I, I'll never use this Pokemon because it's garbage. Uh, oh, this is like a D grade Pokemon. Never use that. And I'm like, I, but, but it's I, a fun yeah. insect. Like it looks so cool. And some of these yeah. people just look at the Pokemons as nothing but numbers. And I just, mm. I don't see the, 
I the fun in that. I just use the ones that I like, and that's yeah, enough I'm for me. Like. And I I like to collect all of the ones in a disparate set because, like. I prefer, like, I, I used to get really into, like, collectible card games, like your sort of Magic the Gatherings and stuff like mm. that. The problem is there are so many collectibles in those that you will never have a full collection feasibly. I like Pokemon, because look at Pokemon Go. That's 150 of something. 150 feels like a manageable number that I can work towards and then be like, yes, I completed this collection of things. And I know that I'll never complete a stamp collection or a coin collection, but a, a collection of Pokemon that I can probably complete in a little no self-contained yeah. bubble. So that's why I like yeah. Pokemon and my fuck problem. the metagame. <laughs> my problem with Pokemon is there is that metagame, and I hate that I know it exists. Yes. Because um, I'm one of those people who I do not want to go to the effort and make the game less fun for me personally. Mm. By turning all these Pokemon into nothing but stats and numbers on a page, using fucking graphs and diagrams to work out how to manipulate the hidden stats and basically get the most out of the Pokemon yes, that's I, there. I'm aware of EVs and IVs and those yeah. hidden stats, and I have like, never once looked at them because you have to look up calculators online that will estimate them for yeah. you and but breed problem, armies of a Pokemon to like get the one with the right stats. It's hell. My problem with that is even though I do not and will not do any of that, and even though I'm never really going to play it competitively, I hate knowing that the Pokemon I have are not the best they could be. Yeah. That there are things in them that are deficient and, and, and you know, below par because there are these other things I could be doing that I don't want to do because it's too much effort. Yeah. So it's simultaneously too much effort and yet something that I really want to do to enjoy the game more. Yeah. Like it's this weird position I'm in where I'm not going to do a thing because it would make the game a bad time for me, but not doing the thing has also made the game a bad time. And that's when I play Pokemon up until the knowledge of what I'm not <laughs> doing becomes too great across to bear, and I have to stop. That is... I, I can mirror a lot of those sentiments about Pokemon. Yeah. That said, I hope it's I, understandable. It sounds yeah. like I was talking bollocks. No, you made a lot of sense. Uh, that, that all said, I have played... The, I've been playing the demo for the new Pokemon, and... It, it looks quite nice. I like that they're taking some of the Pokemon that were in ge in the first generation and basically oh, yeah. re-releasing them as like different versions of themselves. So it's like... Yeah, Grimer has piss lips now. I've not seen the Grimer one yet, but I... Oh, I sorry, know that, I know you weren't oh, that's, looking, sorry. That's all right. Like, there is a version of Meowth that is a different colour and has, like, some some cool stuff going on with oh, it. Oh, the, the grey-looking, like, the dark the looking one that's looking got, guy. Which, there's a, there's a grey Meowth with some cool vampire fangs, which I saw. It's one of the few I've seen. Where they're basically just like, here's a Pokemon you already know, but now it's a different type with a different, like, a bit of a twist on its design. Like a, like a regional change. Yeah, like a regional like, I like change. That idea. Um, like I, the big one that everyone jokes about is the executor that now has the stupidly long neck. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I, we've talked about on the show. I like yeah, that as I an idea. Some of these, I like yeah. getting to to like have a to have Pokemon that I recognise, but they play a bit differently, so they feel a bit fresh. Yeah, so, like, like I've I'm, seen a few on social media. It's hard not to. And yeah, recently they showed Grimer, and the only difference I 
seem to find is the fact that his lips, like he's got pronounced lips now where he didn't before, or at the very least, just a, a thick congealment around his lips that drip yellow, and it just looks like he's got piss lips. <laughs> oh, Which is suitable for the character, I guess. I might have to go look up piss lips, Grimer. Pisslips Grimer is is the best new Pokemon. Now, now that we've said this, is Pisslips Grimer going to be an episode title? Like, it feels like one of those phrases. I don't phrases. know because like Redhead <laughs> Erection was so good, but Pisslips Grimer is also really good. Well, the benefit of Pisslips Grimer is it's buried a little deeper in the episode, so we don't do what we did last uh, last episode and like get to the title like seven minutes in. I like That's Redhead true. Erection more because it's topical. Plus, plus it was yours. Away. Yeah. yeah, and because it, it was mine. Well, screw you, Gav. I prefer the mine because it's mine. Fuck off. I might, I might do, I might do them both. I might do redhead erection, colon piss, piss lips, grime, piss, piss lips erection. Best of both worlds, isn't it? Ooh, that's oh, ugh. <laughs> you don't like ugh. the thought of piss lips erection. I mean, I guess it, it's, it shouldn't be that weird because the two things are in the same general area. But this, oh god, I was just imagining just the meatless just constantly dribbling. This this is where we now walk away from that, and we're just like, uh, we'll let Jim, we'll let Jim have to have the deciding vote between me and Gavin, so that we know which of us is his favorite. It's going to take a lot of soul searching. <laughs> um, so other news we had this week, you know how Steam has like full integration for your Xbox 360 and Xbox One controllers. Hell yeah! Uh, they, it's getting that for the DualShock Four as well. Oh yeah, I saw something about that. Yeah, yeah, that's, so, but, that's cool, yeah. Apparently, soon you'll just be able to plug your DualShock Four in, and it will work the same way that your 360 or Xbox One controller currently does. Mm. Nice. I would nice. recommend, however, um, it's a little bit more expensive than the console options. But I've tried the 360 controller on here. I've tried the DualShock Four on here using like you know third-party software to get it recognized on Steam. Um, but the Steel Series Stratus XL, which I initially got just because it had Bluetooth on it and could work with my old phone, which I was mm. able to use to play uh, virtual reality games on the Samsung Gear. Um, but of course, because VR is fun for about three days, I stopped <laughs> using it for that. And now I use it for my computer. And for my money, um, Steel Series Stratus XL is my favorite controller I've used on PC. Um, I find it more f more intuitive, of course, because it's more traditional than the Steam controller, which has its charm. Mm. Um, and just more, it feels more robust and everything. Um, I should point out that I purchased this. I wasn't sent <laughs> it. This isn't a sponsorship thing. This I, I did have a bit of a, are you sponsoring something here it's, moment? It sounded very advertorial, the way I was saying it. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, just, I genuinely like the, the, the Steel Series. If stuff. they made... Um... I think if they made the Xbox One controller with the same LR and L1 and R1 buttons as the 360, that would be my favorite controller ever. That mm. is that is fair. Like of the options between the Xbox controllers and the PlayStation controllers, the DualShock 4 is my controller of preference. Yeah. I like that it now do works you, without not on Steam without me doing fiddly stuff. I don't know about you guys, maybe it's just cuz I get too tense or whatever, but my hands hurt after a while on the DualShock 4. It kind of digs in a bit more than I've, the uh, I've heard the Xbox some people one. say that like the bigger your hands are, the less comfortable the DualShock 4 is. It can be tough. That um, is probably I think it. I, 
It's hard. I it's have, hard to hold with dame. like big, big piano hands. I think I, I, I retrained my hands. I'm not. I think it may have been a, just a, a subtle subconscious thing. I think yeah. I retrained my hands to use the triggers because when I first mm. started playing PS4 games, mm. um, I remember playing Killzone Shadowfall, and I would the the corners on those triggers are so sharp, yeah. and they would dig <laughs> into me. Yeah. I don't know if recent because I have a new controller since then. I don't know if recent controllers maybe softened that or if. I just trained myself to use it differently without knowing because I don't get it so much now. My only real problem with it now is the bottom parts, like the little, there's a little lip on those triggers and they poke out so much and it's so sensitive that mm. I will sometimes accidentally just start shooting um, for no reason when I'm trying to play the game, uh, which was really annoying in Mafia 3 trying to do some of the stealth stuff. And oh my God, Gav, you were so right about Mafia 3. Yeah, <laughs> disappointing. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's a shame. I I have, but have been have been pleasantly surprised by another game this week, so we'll I'll mention that in a, well, in a minute. We'll get we'll get there in a second. Um, yeah. yeah, I have small, dainty lady hands, and I I prefer the PS4 controller. So I'm happy that that's getting integration mm. that doesn't require me to do stupid fiddly things. I still yeah, yeah. really On the like side, the Steam controller. Do you then find the Xbox One more uncomfortable oh, with smaller yeah, hands? Yeah, it's too, it's too big for my hands to really? comfortably hold. I don't That's like how it feels in my hands. Um, but my I still like the Steam controller. I know it, it's a weird, controversial controller, but I really enjoy it. Um, all of my time with Dark Souls 3 has been entirely with a Steam controller, and I, wow. I'm cool with that. Um, wow. But yeah, Do you know how, I, like, you guys how pitiful oh. I am as a consumer? How it's, pitiful. <laughs> I generally don't really like using the Steam controller. Um, I've got nothing against it. I think it's designed well for what it does, and for certain people whose brains can gel with it, it works great. My brain just, no matter how much I use it, can't really work with it. However, I discovered you can make it make like sing different tunes when you turn it on. Yes, and off. mine does. Therefore, the portal, I fell um, in love with it. <laughs> mine does the portal music. It it does the opening bars of "This Was a Triumph," which I can't sing in tune, but it does the the beginning of that when I turn mm. it on and off, and it's adorable. Don't I worry, love Laura. It. No, no human being can sing in as much in tune as Glados. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, and not, I think, not like, without that, with which shall not be named in case it triggers <laughs> me. Um, um, did you guys do you guys remember the Nintendo controllers from the from the first two consoles they put out? Your yeah. left thumb would have fucking bleeding blisters for days mm. off from those controllers. Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> they, were they so certainly possible. The first NES controller, like I see, like controllers now emulating that stuff for nostalgia oh, why? reasons, why? and I'm like, yeah, why? <laughs> like it's yeah. horrible. It was the, the best you could do yeah. with it. Would yeah. swing it by its cable and threaten to whack your brother uh, in the face with it. At least the, the Super Nintendo one had round edges. It was curved, yeah. yeah. The D-pad was fantastic on the NES, but the small, weird rectangle was not ergonomically designed. No. I don't no. think um, the D-pad was either, because like, you had to push it quite hard. Because I it wasn't very responsive. I don't remember that being a problem for Jesus me. Jesus Christ, but... they had those little arrows... And they would dig into your skin. <laughs> not, not a problem I remember, but like the the shape of the controller itself was never good. Um, no. I like the Genesis controller back in the day. That was nice. For, as I... far as like primitive controllers go, yeah. it was a it was a decent. It was it was the first step toward 
Absolutely. Yeah. Design. You know, it's, you know it's what the can... most similar to the current uh, Xbox yeah. one. Actually. Yeah. You know what con- controller I still love? The GameCube controller. GameCube controller is beautiful. It was a. It was one of those things that was just a mess, but it kind of worked. I can't. It, it is my <laughs> favorite kind of mess. Um, so we've got one more bit of news quickly before we get onto what we've been playing. Um, right. You know the. Place- I bought a pink and black controller. Sorry to cut in. Fine, again, fine. Cut me about, off again, you fuck. Just, just to talk about how pathetic I am again. I w- I saw Major Nelson tweet a picture of this dark pink and black. Xbox One controller, and it looked so 80s, I immediately ordered it. Um, and it's sat in my kitchen ever since it arrived, because I don't play the Xbox One. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we got, we got <sighs> one <laughs> we got one last piece of news this week, which is about oh, the PlayStation VR. Uh, first of all, there are already porn websites putting out porn that will work on your PSVR, so that... They moved quick. Yeah, they, they moved quick. They made that happen. Uh, but secondly, a thing that people have been asking for a while, like, hey, how long is it going to be before someone works out how to make the PSVR work on PC and basically trick your PC into thinking it's an Oculus Revive or something? Nearly they, instant. It's pretty Durante much will have it done, done on the now. first day. Uh, yeah, this it, it's been out, what, less than a week now? Maybe a week or so. Uh, the PC community a couple of days ago worked out like, oh, it's not perfect. We've pretty much got it working as a PC VR headset now. So yeah. that that took no time at all. And Never does. The thing is, that that's a really, that's a really nice price point for an entry-level PC um, VR headset. So if Honestly, you are... I don't think it would have killed Sony to have made that official. Yeah, I know they want to try and use it to push the PS4s. I understand why they did it. Yeah, but bringing that in at that price, and clearly it'll need less requirements mm. than the others. Well, I here's... reckon that would have been a tidy little move. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: the kind of people who are buying VR headsets are gonna hear about this and are probably gonna buy it still without Sony having to officially sanction it. Yeah. So, yeah, like, they're probably still gonna get those sales from people who are like, "Oh, I can just buy a PSVR and do- use this program, and it'll work." Oh, well, I'll do that. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's already a thing. As is porn on the PSVR. So, PSVR cool. winning the VR wars confirmed. Hashtag winning VR. I don't know why I put a yeah. hashtag there. I'm tired. Um, I gotta play more of that super hypercube on PSVR. I'm, I'm not good at it. It's too much thinking. <laughs> I, I really enjoy Super Hypercube. I've been enjoying the PSVR thing. version a lot. Um, it's fun. It's definitely fun. I just... I panic. Yeah, there is too much going on too quickly. It's like, oh my god, the hole's coming, and I've got to like cram these blocks in it. Oh god, it's smacked, and, and now I'm dead, and I've only got two lives. Aww. Um, so yeah, do we do we want to talk about games we played this week for a bit? Because I know Gavin and Hell Jim, yeah. you you both played some shit. Gavin, why oh, don't, flaps, yeah. Why don't you start us off, Gavin? What you been playing this week? Well, I done played that their Battlefield One game. Oh, you played there that Triple A shooty bag. There was a little bit of hype about that game, as far as I it, know. I haven't looked at it. Is it good? Uh, I've only played the campaign and I'm really pleasantly surprised because honestly I wasn't expecting much from a Battlefield campaign but I've really been enjoying it so far. That is what I've been hearing from everyone is this is the Battlefield game that finally got the campaign right at yeah. least for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it's um, 
like the tutorial is just incredible. I mean, it's it's the first military shooter in a long time that literally just goes fuck you war is hell no heroes here do you know um mm. and it really feels like that with a really clever mechanic in that every time you die that's your character's name and their date of birth and death comes up on the screen as in this oh, character's so actually cool. dead now be, yeah. and you're a different guy um, yeah. When I wasn't cool. reading all of the really, really racist comments underneath that video, right. uh, the official gameplay video that showed that off, it looked pretty chilling. Yeah, it was incredible. And the music is just... Uh, music's always good in Battlefield, but it's particularly good in that. The actual story missions are a bit different because they can't kill off your character because they're actual stories about, you know... Yeah, sure. But uh, they're good. I played through all through the first one, which is... my. It, 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 I like how they structured the missions this time. They played to the series' strength. Um, as opposed to aping Call of Duty with the very linear corridors, what they've done is they've put it out in the big open, as the name implies, they put it in big open battlefields. And that's that really works for the, the series because that's playing to their strengths with the vehicles and the objectives. Like, the first mission you do is basically a domination mission, you know? Or whatever they call, what do they call the capturing the flags thing in Battlefield, I don't know. And uh, there's a nice little story in it too, and it's kind of a sad story, so <laughs> I wasn't expecting to like almost well up at a fucking Battlefield game, but there you go. Um, Aww. Little bit too much time in vehicles for my taste, because I'm not very good at them. Like, I hated mm -hmm. the flying mission because I'm awful at flying ah. the planes i was as you say jim with the anger issues holy shit was i swearing at the computer today trying to do there's a mission where you have to protect bombers and there's all these fucking little planes flying around you and they're everywhere and i'm just like what the fuck how do i do this but uh, i'm yes. sure some people will will find that mission great because they're actually able Did to you, fly but you're playing that because of the um the quote-unquote early access to it that you get from pre-ordering or something? No, no, no. EA gave me a copy. Oh, nice. It's nice yeah. to know they're giving yeah. one of us a copy. Very nice <laughs> of them, actually. They gave me the uh, the Ultimate Edition. Ew, nice. someone's yeah. a sellout. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me all the stuff, <laughs> the PR, I'll sell out. <laughs> the, PR, the PR company that handles Square Enix's Japanese games and EA's games, I get this feeling they don't... They don't want to give me stuff. Mm. It might have to do with the fact that their denials, which always starts with, we've got limited copies, we'll see what we can do. And then the same number of days later, it's always the exact same like copy-pasted reason for running out of copies. How is limited um, copies on PC a thing? I don't know. I mean, I do know that third-party PR companies do legitimately get limited codes, but I just... I don't know why Destructoids get one when my reviews are like way more red than Destructoids, but that's just that. Um, what was that? Was that a criticism of Destructoid? <laughs> no, no, it was. It was literally the truth. Um, so I'm just a little. This is the second time in history I've just straight up emailed them back to be like, "Can you just tell me if I'm blacklisted? Like, like just I can buy this shit." But it would be better if I didn't waste our time by asking you every time. Like, mm. just let me get on with it, and, and then we can both move on, and I won't bother you ever again. I ain't mad, friend. I just want to know. I just want to know. And they never, ever reply to that email. Yeah, yeah, which sucks. Two, two really quick criticisms of the game I had, of the campaign. 
um, it's not always clear what you're supposed to be doing, which always pisses me off. But the checkpoints are hard. Other battlefield games have been like, like that. A bit. The checkpoint system is so bad. You, you like I've twice I've had to replay huge stretches because oh. I died a stupid death, and I was like, oh come on, fix that, please patch that. <laughs> I hate but that. Yeah. It's like I don't. Other than that, I, I'm not necessarily asking for a, like a Borderlands where you just or, or a Bioshock where you respawn with minimal loss, mm-hmm. um, and then can just pick up right where you started again, where like, like, yeah. death's almost meaningless. But I don't like checkpoints. Checkpoints that make you replay vast, not very interesting mm. sections, or checkpoints that happen right before a really dramatic bit that is also really hard so that you keep having to do it and it gets less dramatic each time yeah. and just ruins whatever like climax or tension they built. Um, and once that... Checkpoints that activate before cutscenes instead of after cutscenes as well. They can go to fucking hell. Mm. Oh, and stop, game developers, stop putting checkpoints during the cutscenes and having the loading symbol or the checkpoint symbol flying around during the cutscene because that I can't <laughs> use them for my music videos when you do that. <laughs> and also, Jesus Christ, please, game developers, stop mixing the fucking sound effects so much louder than everything else. Ah, Every no fucking game to... I play, I have to turn the sound effects down to like six and keep the dialogue and okay. music on ten. <laughs> I was going to say, if, if, if it had an option to rebalance, uh, most yeah. of them do. But yes, sometimes they really do. Uh... God, there was a game recently where the music and the sound effects and the dialogue were so out of balance. And even when I was reducing them, with mm. the different audio levels, it still just didn't work properly. Mm. Hey, don't, don't, you gotta get your sound mixing right, guys. You can have realistic gun effects all you want, but if they're poorly mixed in, ain't gonna make a fucking difference. Or if they're completely drowning out the dialogue. Or, mm. or if the person you're, who's playing your game has tinnitus and don't want to make it worse. <laughs> right, yeah. But they the want to hear time... what's being said in the game, but they don't want their ears blown off. The only time it ever worked was Deadly Premonition, which, of course, itself was such a, a beautifully orchestrated shit show mm. that it only made it funnier when characters were really far away from the main character in a cutscene and consequently were really quiet to a point <laughs> you could barely hear. At one point, genuinely knowingly played for laughs um, with a character who you could barely hear because they were at the other end of a big long table Uh, sometimes not played for laughs and sometimes they knew what they were doing it's like they did it once just to let you know they're doing it on purpose and then the rest of the time like like it just added to the fact it was a a fantastic train wreck Mm. but outside of that if you're making a game you want to be legitimate and serious and all that shit Music that's louder than the dialogue, gunshots that go over everything, or the other way around, like really quiet gunshots and really loud other things. Get your balance right, folks. I struggle with this a lot. Like, I know it's hard. And um, always give us the me, option like, to adjust difficult. it. Always. Yes. Looking at absolutely. you, Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Destiny. Masking um, that awesome, lovely music, which was the best thing about the game. You couldn't even hear it because of all the fucking explosions and shit. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what about you, Jim? You played some stuff this week. Yep, I played. I, I, I did my Mafia Three review. Pretty much echoed everything Gavard said. What you, know, you, what you give it? Repetitive and six point five. Oh, that's generous. 
Uh, some people did think I was being too lenient, but I did genuinely no, like its not, sense of not, style. And... Not by general standards, but by your score rating. <laughs> I would consider well, that I a, mean, generous, uh, a generous score. I got one comment who was like, I don't see how you could score it like this. And I'm like, well, you know, there's a thousand plus words explaining why. Yeah. Um, you know, the score, honestly, I thought going in I'd give it a seven. But mm. as I wrote down the problems, I was like, mm, I'm not describing a seven here. Mm. Uh, so I kind of make, I split the difference more or less. Because uh, I, I think it's all right. Mm. And, and a six from me is all right. Mm. Um, verging on good, 6.5. Verging on good. Like it had enough going to have been a really really stellar game if it had continued in the vein of its first three four hours it would have been a fantastic yes game. Mm. yes um mm. i think it's it's doubly sad because i do think that its premise is brave not just because it tackles racism without the allegory that a lot of other games hide behind yeah. um you know it does talk about racism it does like race and inequality and all that comes up and they don't shy away from it one can argue whether or not they did it well but out compared to other triple a games they tried they put the effort through they put their you know they put their their mm. shit on the line for it mm. um and that's remarkably brave in an industry that's terrified generally of of any political opinion um you know most devs do not want to talk politics at all mm. and that what really sucks is they took that like a a pretty bold premise and put it into the most cowardly complacent open world structure ever mm. like it's such a safe game from an interactive standpoint and it just doesn't work with with what they were going for like it undermines the you know the the sense of of boldness that the story and premise and characterization has when they then shoehorn it into a game that's so like it's just open world the game that's all it is it's the same collectibles the same repetitive missions, not even very which w- inspired. W- which missions. would be fine if they were optional, and, but they're not. You know, they're you, not like it's 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 like someone took optional side quests and made them a mandatory part of the campaign. Yeah. over and over. It's like, like imagine I, if imagine if in Fallout Four, Preston's settlement quests were the story, the main yes, story, like mm. the the sole story. Like I didn't believe it when, for the fifth time. Lincoln Clay is told by his accomplice, so there's this guy, right? And he doesn't come out of his house very often, or he's out of town, and you're going to have to lure him back by destroying his rackets and killing off his lieutenants. And I'm like, we did that five times before. That was for a isn't different Lincoln, guy. Yeah, isn't Lincoln at one point going to roll his eyes and say, I'm starting to see a pattern forming here? Why are all these mafia people making the same mistakes the last five mafia guys made? Yeah, and like those, just, it, those kind of ugh. missions are fine if they're in the game, and it's like, oh, I finished the story and I want more mafia. Let's see what they have. Yeah, you know. But yeah. to put it as the main campaign, I just don't compulsory stuff. The only saving grace, and this might be why I rated it higher than I might have is that at the very least they give you a ton of objectives when you're destroying these rackets and you don't have to do them all. Mm. Like, if, if there's a particular... If I don't want to, like, run around the city looking for special mafia cars to hijack, mm. 
Mm. I can just do the ones where I'm killing enforcers or destroying crates of contraband. And I can ignore that other stuff. That's, that's the one saving grace is that they give you more objectives than you need to draw the, you know, the enemy out. Yeah, they give you plenty of stuff to, to choose from how you want to do it. So that, that does somewhat limit it, but it is, it's not the most inventive game structurally ever. No, no, no. It, it's, it's just a letdown. It's, it's, it, it's, and it's sad because... It's, it's a game with a unique environment. Like, how many other yeah. games are set in New Orleans? Yeah. I, and in the 60s. Like, for, for, for all of my complaints about it, I am incredibly glad that this game exists. Uh, from from its premise, yes, I'm I'm glad that a game exploring. I, but I'm I'm I'm, disapp- cultural... I'm almost disappointed that it, the game that did have the chance to yes to do yeah. this kind of kind of messed it up in other ways and that it had to be this game, yeah, yeah, that yeah. that 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 put the like, boat out for... in everything except its entire foundation. For for mm. me, that mechanical blandness isn't enough to stop me being. Very glad I put the time into it. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I yeah. am kind of like people may look at a six point five out of me and think I'm saying it's not worth ever playing. I enjoyed my time with it. Mm. I just didn't love it. I'm, and I'm a su- six point five from me is like some of you may very well go out and love this. That's what a six point five from me says. Like some of you may love this more than me. I didn't hate it. I had a good time. I just didn't have a good time to where I'm like, yeah, this is remarkable in some way. This is how. So I am glad I did play it, but this is... I'm not going to remember this game in a few months' time. This is how I got how bored I got with the mission structure and the campaign is. I played a few of them, and then I realised I'd spent half an hour going around hunting for, like, playboys so I could see boobs instead of doing the actual <laughs> missions. And I was like, what That it, made what me it? roll my it eyes. Was like, it was like my No Man's Sky moment. It was that eureka moment mm-hmm. of, what am I doing with my life? Fuck this. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you're treating it more like Animal Crossing than an actual uh, yeah. game with an objective. Mm. I was um, like, I could, I could yeah, keep the... doing this and find one pair of boobies every, like, ten minutes, or I could just go on google and look at boobies can i just say this though like like game developers right i love porn this isn't me being (laughs) anti-pornography i i love it right i i love it too much but when you're putting like collectible playboys in your game it reeks of you desperately trying to tell us how mature you are without actually putting in the legwork to do like you know, mm. mature themes. Like every time I picked up a Playboy, all I could think in my head was, "I am a mature video game. I am adult." Like it's just, like that's what really? teenagers me, do to, to prove me, they're like, adults. Yeah, to me, it just was like cheap titillation. Well, it's it's mature as in the the label that American video games put get put on them, rather than mature as in the thing that you're supposed to have happen when it's you're like an adult. Just them trying to look a little bit edgy, you know, just yeah. a little bit risque. And I'm like, D-. like in contrast, I didn't mind the mission where you go to an orgy and there's some old dude getting blown on a stage. Right, that that was. That was relevant Something to the a moment. Little bit vis- a little bit visually remarkable. Okay, now I'm at a sex club. This was one of the few missions that actually stood out a little mm. bit. Because, again, it was one of the very few story missions instead of the 
repetitive stuff that makes up 90% of the game. But I'm in a sex club now. Oh, here's a fat dude wearing nothing but a clown wig and makeup and his underpants, and I've got to assassinate him. That's fine. <laughs> that I've got no problem with. It's it's picking up Playboys is such a lazy way to look a bit risque. Yeah, I I will acknowledge like very quickly before we finish chatting about uh, about about this game, we are three white people discussing a game about racial tensions and racism. Like that is a thing to acknowledge, but also like it, yeah. So I acknowledge it. Yeah, I acknowledge it. I got no problem. That that, that is it. a um, thing to like maybe acknowledge while we have that discussion. But sure, yeah, sure. Uh, like I mean, and I know some people. I don't think that, that has anything to do with the Playboys, though. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I know it's nothing to do with the Playboys, but I was just having my like. I feel very aware that we've not acknowledged that, so we probably. If we should. talk about, especially since we did bring up the racist. Um, uh, theme not racist the racial themes that were explored yeah. in the game it is worth pointing out of course that we are um not anyone who was affected by that kind of stuff uh, that still affects i mean i live in the deep south like i see that stuff still affecting people and i'm one i'm, I'm a person who wasn't so that and when people talk about like bioshock infinite and whether or not that's racist it's not something i ever dispute i i'm not qualified i have to, to say bioshock infinite was um to see the way they talked about the irish in that game that was that hit home to me really hard and i mean in a good way and it 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 somehow created um an empathy actually yeah you know because because it was so rough and coarse towards the irish and its language and stuff i was like holy shit well, like, like my, this, this yeah, they actually how, do a bit of that. This is how it must feel, but like way worse. <laughs> mm. They do a bit of that in Mafia Three as well, because there is a whole Irish mob out there. Oh, the IRA, about, like, the, oh and god, that was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one problem. Is they do Mafia Three does a pretty good job of um, talking about like you know racial tension between black people and white people in yeah. the South, but when it comes to the Irish mob, not not so well. The done. most like like. <laughs> What a surprise that the head of the Irish mob, or at least, you know, the one who becomes it under you, is an alcoholic. Yeah. And the most of the NPCs repeat the same stock phrase in different voices about there being whiskey, whiskey everywhere and not a drop to drink. Well, maybe a drop! Like, mm, mm, Yeah, um, it's like, it, was, it was like being on Twitter. Oh! <laughs> um, Do you have what? leprechauns in your house? <laughs> Uh, like very quick recommendation I'll make to people. Shit, Gav, you don't, do you? Oh. Of course I do. Uh, oh fuck, <laughs> they're horrible. They wipe my bum. Uh, if if me Warwick and... Davis has taught me anything, it's that they're murderous and should be feared. <laughs> uh, my my quick recommendation for people looking for like people of color writing about Mafia Three. There's a really interesting bit written by uh, written on CBC, which is I think the Canadian broadcasting channel. Uh, with Tanya DePass, who wrote some stuff about Mafia 3 that's well worth reading. So, I know, Tanya. And, and if you yeah. want to see an Irish perspective on Bioshock Infinite, go listen to my song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Tanya's lovely. I got to pod, uh, I got to yeah. do panels with her at Gamer X, and she did some, some interesting words about Mafia 3, and she can probably point you at some other good words about Mafia 3, so go, go look up. Go yeah. Google Tanya DePass. I gotta imagine Tony knows what she's talking about. Yeah. She um I, I saw her when I went to GamerX last year. Um, lovely person, and I did a podcast with her at one point. We I, I guested on her podcast and she did a talk about LGBT representations in gaming at GamerX last year. Um 
surprisingly, I got name checked during it for my thing about Fallout Four and their whole take on polyamory. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's on. Let's repeat that again because I, I I feel like she deserves a shout yeah. out. That's a uh, CB uh, CBC, um, and it's uh-huh. Tanya D E P A S S Tanya De Pass. Um, there's also a really good piece on Vice Gaming by Austin Walker that's also worth reading. So basically, like, go look up both of those. They're they're both interesting things by people who are probably nice. who are I was going to say probably people who are definitely more affected by racism <laughs> than anyone on this podcast. So yeah, go 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 look up at least those two. Um, and then that's good. That's good. Go go search some other writing about Mafia Three from people of color because that's the important thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah plus the 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 main. The more mainstream games media don't have those voices, so yeah. it is. It's always worth getting like checking them out, and I know some people probably roll their eyes and go SJW and all this shit. But you know what? Broaden your horizons. Listen to people from different walks of life that aren't yours, uh, and try and like. If anything, try it's and more go, go at it with an open mind and and you know broaden one's horizons. If if anything, it's more interesting to hear about a story on that topic from someone who may have experienced similar stuff. I mean, that's, I don't mm. think that's very S- yeah, SJW-ish yeah. or anything. Or... And indeed, you know, someone who's had a totally different experience from you. Mm. Like, you know, even among um, people from the same ethnic backgrounds, there are people born in different um, positions, you know, different uh, states of wealth and finance and that. No, they're um, all in the inner cities. It's the inner <laughs> cities. <laughs> so, you know, lots of different people, like, like i I, I've gained a lot. I've become way better at my job, uh, listening to other voices who aren't in the same positions as me. So, I always feel that's good, and especially when we're talking about something like Mafia Three. If you can get voices from people of color who have been affected by racism, who who still now deal with the repercussions of shit that happened decades and and sometimes centuries ago, um, definitely worth checking them out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that I'm glad I'm glad we got that in there at the end of the Mafia Three yeah. stuff. Uh, we we got time to do a quick question before we wrap up. Just yeah, about yeah, yeah. I was I was going to mention Owl Boy, but there's not a lot I can say. All I'm going to say is that so far, like the wait's been fucking worth it. There'll be a review next week. Um, but other than that, let's get these questions done so that because uh, I know y'all both have got to shoot. We off we got to go so. scooch off shortly because yeah. we we started recording like half an hour late. Um, so no, did. Uh, broke yeah, quick questions. Uh, we've got one from at Watch Play Listen. Given that it's episode one hundred and one, what items, people, or games would you put in room one hundred and one and remove from the world forever? Blimey, that's a cultural reference yeah. for the non-American <laughs> list for the non-British listeners. Rather, uh, room one hundred and one was a show starring. Uh, did it was it Nick Hancock at first and then Paul Merton? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, basically, it was a show where Merton or Hancock would have on a celebrity guest, and they would present. They they provide various items representing things they want to go to this fictional room one hundred and one, which is a room in which things are locked away and we never deal with them again. Yeah, and. Merton or Hancock would judge whether or not it deserves to go in Room 101. Um, and, you know, obviously there was no real Room 101. These things still existed. But, you know, someone would bring up, oh, there's this mascot from a game show that was popular in the 80s that I hate. Yeah. And I want Dusty Bin to go into Room 101. Okay. 
Um, I'm, I'm glad, so anyway, I'm glad the, you mentioned mascots, because I know what I want to put in Room 101. Mr. Blobby is fucking terrifying, and <laughs> if no one knows who Mr. Blobby is, he is a giant person in a pink and yellow spotted suit that basically screams... Blobby, blobby, blobby! Blobby, blobby, blobby! He's big, he's big, big bird on a bad acid trip. Yeah. Yeah, it's like most terrifying. People, most people know Noel Edmonds from um, Deal or No Deal, the British version of Deal or No Deal. Or Noel Edmonds' um, house party. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, people of my age and, and people of Gavin's age, like people who are a bit older, are going to know him mostly from Noel Edmonds' house party, mm. which was a Saturday night... Variety show, I suppose you could call it. You don't really get them anymore like you used to in the 90s. Um, but it was kind of a variety show. It was the set was like a big house, and Noel lived there, quote unquote. And there was a live audience, different wacky characters would turn up. The house was in a fictional town called Crinkly Bottom. Ha ha, great joke. <laughs> There'd be all sorts of like bawdy 1970s level bawdy humor. Um, I remember once some woman grabbed Noel Edmonds by the junk, like she did a trump on him, and she said small but perfectly formed, and everyone laughed. Um, people would get gunged, like they get slimed like it was a Nickelodeon show. And Mr. Blobby was a regular character. People would freak out like it was a huge 90s thing. Hooray! The man in the pink suit with the weird dead eyes is, is so back. Here's, here's why I hate Mr. Blobby. I had a cassette tape of Mr. Blobby sings various pop songs of the era, that ended uh. with the Mr. Blobby theme tune. And I listened to this tape as a child once because this tape was <laughs> a hand-me-down from someone else and the tape was slightly chewed up to the point that I was listening to this tape and it was scaring me enough as it was. And as it drew to the end, it was the Mr. Blobby theme tune. And not only is Mr. Blobby scary when he like, Blobby, 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 and screams, the tape started to distort and warp and then the whole tape player like wound up and broke. And Mr. Blobby screams when I was a small child, broke my cassette player and like jammed it up. And this is the first time I'd ever seen a cassette tape like jumble up so that there's a bunch of tape wound up in it. I didn't know what that Mr. was. Mr. Blobby is the ghost in the show. Yeah, I thought that Mr. <laughs> Blobby like genuinely like caused my cassette tape player as a small child to like implode in on itself. And from then on, I was like, no, fuck it, Mr. Blobby, I'm out. So can we put your, Mr. Your, Blobby your, in room 101? Your tape player was Linda Blob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, my friend has a Mr. Blobby cassette, or at least had a Mr. Blobby cassette. And it had the Mr. Blobby theme tune, but it also had Mr. Blobby's Christmas single on it. Mm, yeah. Which, Mr. In, classic, in classic sellout fashion, was just the same song with some bells on it. Mr. Blobby. Like, just, that's the classic sellout Christmas move, is to do the same song with some bells. Yeah. And apparently Noel Edmonds on it saying things like, oh, Mr. Blobby, there's so many presents. Yeah. No, the classic sellout song is to pretend it's about Princess Diana when it was actually about Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Ooh. So yeah, do we? I tell you what, you can say what you like about the funeral of Princess Diana. It made sure that BBC Two showed nothing but cartoons that day. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Watching the Back to the Future cartoon and not give it a fuck. <laughs> um, so, do either of you have a thing you want to throw in Room One Hundred and One? Yes. Um, first of all, Mister Blobby goes in. Thank of you. Of course he does. Thank you. He's a he's a total pervert. Doesn't wear clothes. Um, definitely goes in. If I could put anything in room 101, um... While you're thinking, will I go? Oh, go! if you've got one, yeah. go for it. YouTube drama channels. 
Yeah, they can, they can go in room 101, the, no questions asked. The aforementioned music software, which shall not be named, which helps people with their singing. Are you the ones that make it like that? Are you, are you going to put that soft? Are you going to put that software that automatically tunes people's voices into Room One Hundred and One? Yes, I am. But 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 then how will we believe in life after love? Sometimes but, it's used to great comedy effect, Gavin. Yeah. Well, actually, to be honest, without it, the theme tune for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt wouldn't exist. So at least there's that. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say no to putting auto-tune in because there are some use cases where it can be good. I will say yes to YouTube drama channels going room oh, 101. Oh, YouTube drama channels, they go in without a doubt. Jim, what are you going to put in room 101? People who think they're being really clever and original when they make YouTube comments saying they've been triggered by something. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that could go in. It's not clever or funny or original when when I say something innocuous in a video and one of you goes, oh, triggered, and then one of you trots out the fucking dreary attack helicopter meme, right? It's not funny or clever. That can go in room 101. Um, (laughs) Well, the YouTube YouTube comment section in in a lot of cases can go in room 101. (laughs) I I wouldn't be too sad. YouTube. All of it. No. Where will I post post videos where I wrap my entire office in tinfoil, if not YouTube? That's, That's true. That's true. All right. Most of YouTube, except... Our three, Our three cha- channels. We are the only three channels left on YouTube. Um, speaking of Laura in tinfoil, um, I saw the fan art that's been made <laughs> this week. What the? <laughs> that that was Kale Gray who has who has done that one. There was one where me and Jim Jim was gonna have sex with me because I was a burrito. I think that that was one. There was what was the other one? I trans. There's one where I transformed Jim into a butt, and. The butt. What? What was it? Oh, you you accidentally went into the burrito dimension where I had sex with you when you were a butt. There were some interesting yeah. book covers this week. I'm gonna look up those ones you sent me. They they're basically if if any of you are aware of Chuck Tingle, they are um, Chuck Tingle. Yeah. Covers that that someone has made for us. So we've got here um, transformed into a butt and pounded for trespassing into the burrito dimension. Uh, there's me as an ass, and then there's I Laura genuinely dressed sounds up like, like she's in Hogwarts. Uh, title there. Yeah. Number one, Kiss Boy Chronicles, part four. Um, I especially appreciate, um, and, and I said at the time, Laura in the the Hogwarts outfit. That that's perfectly acceptable as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Pounded in the Dales, pounding my living burrito girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, and that is me superimposed onto a muscular guy's body. These, these are really well photoshopped, by kind. the way, as well. You, you was... should write some, oh, yeah. You could put them out under the name Cuck Tingle. <laughs> nice. There, there was there was one that went up today that doesn't have Jim in it, but it was uh, about a story I said on the Let's Play Video Games podcast. It, it was pounded in the mound. I was hacked into the internet and slammed by the Satanists of Cyberhell. Where I am, <laughs> where I am dressed like right. a sexy person from the Matrix, and there's a devil with a keyboard. That's... Well, that's that is why you have to keep an eye on the cyber. Yeah. Shit like that happens. Yeah. Well, there's not enough law and order to keep up with the cyber or the nuclear. So, if I had to choose between one, I'd go with the cyber because you got to deal with cyber hell and the Satanists that are on it, and they're going to pound you in the mount. 
yeah, those right. those were amusing. I have definitely been enjoying those. Uh, the the one where I'm in the Hogwarts outfit and Jim's a butt. Someone wrote the story of that. That story oh exists. God. I um I may oh have dear. done a 17 minute dramatic reading that may or may not go on the internet. So See, these are just now Hogwarts. These are just like the uh, the 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 material you two could get from these. Oh, we we there are plenty of people. People have been sending us um, very very routinely uh, sending us stories of me and Jim fucking. There are a bunch of them yeah. that exist. Um, what 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 is the title of the one that's on my desktop? There's one called Knobquisition that someone sent. That that one that one amused me. I can't believe we've never went there before. <laughs> yeah, so apologies for not. my appalling grammar there. Uh, that's all right. So, yeah. um, while we're thanking people, I just want to throw out a couple of quick thanks. Um, I've got a load of letters I need to get through because um, people have been sending all sorts of shit to my PO box lately. Um, but the two I could, I've got a, a note of directly here, and I do want to get through them more regularly because I feel bad that I don't thank people for the weird and, and strange things I get sent. Um, but just a quick shout out to Francesco who sent me um, a whole bunch of stuff from their native country of Switzerland, including a proper official Swiss army knife and a whole bunch of Swiss chocolate. Um, couldn't eat the ones with nuts in, unfortunately, but my family made full use of them. Thank you very much. And also to Scott Lynch, who apparently is, is a big deal novelist, who sent me um, a box set of his gentleman bastard sequence of, of books. Um, and basically commiserated with me on back pain stuff. And then I told my friend um, about it, who happens to be a huge fan of Scott Lynch, and he looked at his table sad and said, fuck you. So that that was worth more than gold was to get him to do that. Um, but thank you to you two, and indeed everyone else who sent me all kinds of... All kinds of weird shit through the mail lately. My, my recent weird thing in the mail is a puppet with a huge ass and a big curved nose. It, oh. <gasps> I got one of those too. Yeah, I believe they are from the same person. Um, with the big like Gonzo from the Muppets nose yeah. and the giant plump buttocks. It's, I looked it up. It's amazing. It's, it's, like from, it's from Home, Homestuck. It's from Homestuck. Yeah, I yeah. I am someone who read Homestuck, so I have appreciated its presence in my life. Ah, see, I only really learned of Homestuck through Toby Fox and his whole yeah. thing with Megalovania and everything. Um, but I may have to look it up just to get it, because it's oh, an amazing I, fucking if thing. If you try and get into Homestuck, I warn you now, someone's done the math. If you wanted to read all of Homestuck, if you did nothing but read Homestuck 24 hours a day at an average reading pace, it would take you two weeks to get through Homestuck. Okay. So, Can I quickly well, thank someone as a, well? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, please. Because I actually don't usually get sent things, but I got sent two lovely presents this week in the form of people showing me their tattoos of <gasps> yes! my lyrics. I saw those mm. and that's got to be crazy. It was very, it's special because they're not from the video game songs. They're from my more personal songs, mm. which if you're going to tattoo yourself is probably a better idea, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I, but yeah, I, it was gorgeous. It was really I, nice to see and to know how much that song meant to that particular girl and that particular guy. Yeah, I've I've not had that same scale, but I've had a few people recently sending me pictures of um, t-shirts with my with me on them that they've purchased. Nice. It's very weird knowing there are people wearing me on their torso in the world. That's a weird yeah. thought. So that made me very happy. But also, the person that um, the lyrics from this particular song were well, it was a song I wrote for a friend, and she'd been through an incredibly bad experience. 
and it was like a healing song and she was so happy to know that she's like tattooed on somebody's uh, upper boob. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for sharing those with me, you two. It was yeah, lovely yeah. to see. Uh, is, is that a good place for us to wrap up now? Yeah, yeah, let's get you two off off, yeah. off, off on your travels. Off and on our, our uh, various things we got to get done. Worse when is another you long one. The We've been doing super <laughs> long ones lately. Yeah. What's going on? Mm. Going on? People are getting. People are getting. They're getting their. They're they getting their for. money's worth. They're getting what yeah. they pay for. Yeah, pretty much the ones that pay, not like the <laughs> parasites. Um, no, thank you. You're very welcome, and thank you for those of you who do contribute to the Jumpstation Patreon. Please keep it up. I like paying my mortgage. Uh, thank you once again to Laura and Gav for joining me. And Laura, if people are hungry for more of your burrito fun. Where can they get it? If you want to see more of my burrito fun, you can go to Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. That's Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on YouTube, where this week I wrapped my entire office in tinfoil and I also did a 15 minute video about uh, Beyond Good and Evil where I was like, let's look at the timeline. What things might have been lies? And I did that for 15 minutes, so go check those out. I'm also let's playing a game about BDSM, so that's always fun. And the big one, Laura K. Buzz on Patreon, go chuck me a dollar or a pound or a euro or one of whatever your currency is so that I can keep paying the bills while I edit this piece of shit. Preferably a dollar or a euro. (laughs) Yeah, dollars and euros are good right now. Uh, But a unit of currency so that I can afford to keep editing this piece of shit show. And Gavin... You do music, or so I hear. I does. Where can we find this? I does does music. You can find it on Miracle of Sound on YouTube, and come follow me, Miracle of Sound, on Twitter for uh, lots of happy times and no anger. All right. Thank you all very much for joining me, for listening to the show, for enjoying it, for spreading the word, for supporting it monetarily if you do, for, you know, commenting and liking or doing whatever else you do if you do. Um... Feel free. I don't often ask this because I, I don't normally care about, you know, stuff that I probably should about marketing and stuff. But feel free to leave a like a review of the thing on iTunes and stuff, preferably a positive one um, and everything. It just it, every little helps get the show out there and, and all that kind mm. of stuff. Um, but yeah, other than that, thank you as always for tuning in and we will speak to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.